everyone, welcome to Movie Films with Bill and Steve. I'm Steve. And I'm Bill. Movies talk! So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies! How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. That's good to go. It's a great overcast rainy day here in Illinois. Boy, you couldn't, couldn't ask for anything anything better. Perfect. It's just the best. Uh, been an okay week, normal stuff, not a lot of things going on. And the world been just okay. I, I give I give a solid, enthused thumbs up. Thumbs up. But beyond that, meh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a lot. Nothing, nothing really of note. Really, uh, got got uh, Keanu from KMP coming out along with the Ratchet and Clank movie. Fantastic. I'm really excited for both of those things. Because the Ratchet and Clank film looks like Insomnia Games just went hey. I think yeah, I think that's the studio. Might be wrong for a second here. Uh, it's just like, hey, we we make games. Let's make a movie, and then we'll release a game that's a tie-in for the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's great. I like Ratchet and Clank stuff. The movie looks like a Ratchet and Clank stuff, so I'm all for Ratchet and Clank stuff. Yep. Fuck you, Jack and Daxter. I like the first Jack and Daxter, but that's it. <laughs> Seriously, like I really, really, no, 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 really... no just your your response, your, your response of that's it. <laughs> I remember being so excited for Jack 2, and then I started playing it. I literally played it for three hours and then never touched it again. I was like, I want a Jack and Daxter, not fucking GTA 3. Yeah, it got weird, didn't it? It got real weird. Like, hey, now Jack has guns, and he, he steals cars and shit, and there's an open world in a city. Like, this isn't anything like what I wanted. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank has maintained pretty heavy quality throughout the entire series. Absolutely. All, the, uh, all those games are good. Yeah, so... Uh, so that's me. That's me. Not a lot going on. I'll leave it. At, leave it at that. Steve, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. Uh, Bernie lost in Pennsylvania. Way to fuck it up, guys. Yeah. Pretty bummed about that. Uh, surprised, honestly, because uh, uh, PA seemed like a very Bernie-esque state, and that's uh, not how it went down. But hey, just wait, because a week from now you'll hear a report. Like, it'll be like Arizona, and it'll be like uh, which other state? Um. There's been several states where it's just like a week afterward. No, uh, Brooklyn and Chicago. Like, I'm not sorry, New York. <laughs> the state York. of Chicago, New York. <laughs> well, hey, that, you're all annoyed that Chicago is a state. I misspoke there, obviously. No, in like in New York, there's been like it was just reports of like hundreds of thousands of people not able, not eligible to vote for some reason. So it's like, oh, not to get too political here in this short little bit, but it's like, oh, Hillary won this, but all these people couldn't vote to vote for Bernie. No, 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 no. Hillary won this. Hillary won. Um, this is clearly like, especially I think it was Arizona. It was like it was clearly issues of voter disenfranchisement going on there. Yes, and it's just like, no, we can't do anything about that. She won. Uh, what? <laughs> what? That's not right. Um, and it's just like a mess. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> um. So whatever. I mean, I'm a birdie guy. I'll, I'll admit that out loud. You know what it is? Probably. Probably. I know. Pennsylvania's been like West Virginia. All them are very big mining states aren't they yes so i imagine they are very much in favor of fracking so then since bernie is uh, you know vehemently opposed to fracking imagine all the different industries there are just like nope gotta vote for hillary yep pretty much it doesn't matter that fracking is fucking horrific and terrible for the for the land and everyone around it don't worry about the future of the world we got to care about our jobs right now fuck our, I, fuck that, our grandkids that's what cracks me up so much about the whole mining industry it's like hey guys especially coal you're on the way out. It's just, you know, start, start change, switching over to maybe like, uh, green energy and green. There's a lot of, there's a good industry there. A lot of jobs. Start working towards that. 
your 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 reliance on coal and coal mining and getting as much as you can and no matter what mm-hmm. is just not not going to be very good in the long run. No. Uh-huh. But corporations don't work that way. If you're the CEO of a corporation, there's no there's no inter- no um, um, benefit to you to make things better ten years from now. You want to make everything better now because you're going you're going to be out of the company in two years anyways with your with your severance package or whatever it is. That's so all that matters. Really, there's no incentive to build up anything, no. which I can't blame them. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to get my. Forty-five million dollars after doing not, you know, just trying my best for two years and leave, and I'll be set for life. I tried my best. I, I, I can't, I can't blame that guy. That guy, you know, I'm not gonna tell him he can't have forty-five million dollars and do nothing and, and like fuck over people with, for the corporation. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's legal, so do it. Fuck yeah. You know, I, I don't think it. I, I don't think it's right. But that guy, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take his money away from him. I'm not either. So I, all I gotta do is say, "Hey, I just gotta be like, hey, don't do that. Just uh, don't do that. As long as, as long as it's legal to do it, I can't, I can't, you can't be mad." So, boom! There's our political discussion. Uh, go, uh, make make America great again. Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna have to start getting used to saying President Trump. <laughs> He's gonna win this election. It's gonna be hilarious. Yes, it is. It's okay because we're white dudes that live in like. You know the mid Midwestish, like you know the Easternish. I really don't like, think that he's as crazy as he's coming off. I really, I don't think. think so. I think it's a big act. I think it's I a totally huge think it's a big act. act. And I and you know, if a Republic is going to win, I'd much rather it be him than Cruz because Cruz is legit crazy, even crazier. Yeah. Like even if everything that Trump has said is true, I'd still rather have him than Cruz. Yeah, because he's not a religious nut, so... Yeah, he's just... The, uh, yeah, I'd rather have the crazy guy that used to say abortion's cool, but now says, I think abortion's not cool, than the guy that says, Jesus is gonna send you to hell! Oh. I can't I can't wait to see if the Middle East glows in the dark after we nuke it. Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. Oh, that's, that's hey, the kind of guy you give Trump the fucking wall, as racist and insane as that is. That's still better than making an entire region glow in the dark from how many nukes you want to drop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, I got uh, finally got the shooting date for the uh, theme park, so that's cool. Going to shoot good. that early May, so that's actually going to be the first day of filming. Uh-huh. Which uh, is good, because that means it's going to be... It's a long day of filming, but it's an easy day of filming. That sounds great. Uh, as opposed to originally, the first day of filming was going to be the entire ending and the entire opening all in the same day. Ooh. Which is still going to be a day of shooting, but it's no longer day number one. Yeah. Get those nude scenes out of the way first. <laughs> nope. Uh, I deal with professionals and not the pieces of shit that Lloyd Kaufman deals with, probably because I actually <laughs> pay my actresses and Lloyd Kaufman doesn't. Yeah, major studios still have trouble with that, too, so it's not like even independent. Uh, independents, I think, have the issue where they hire a star, you know star for their film, they film half the film, and then the star says they won't do anything unless they get more money, mm-hmm. and those independents ha- are fucked. It's like, well, I gotta pay them because I can't just say, fuck you. I've heard many of stories of that, as I'm sure you have as well. I have. Fortunately, I have never dealt with that. Anyone that signs up to get naked in my movies have gotten naked. No questions. That's I've gotten women to get naked for free. <laughs> it's, I, I have. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I just went to me and uh, me and Scott Lewis just went to a strip club. Said, "Hey, nice shoes." And <laughs> all, like, all over us. Yeah, it's like all you gotta do is all you gotta do is not have rape face like other people there. <laughs> And just go, oh man, nice shoes. Nice shoes. Fucking love these shoes. You don't need you don't need even to drop any dollars. So they're like, hey, how's it going? You're like, haha, nice shoes. <laughs> Whoa, those things are like a mace. Watch out. Watch out. Love these shoes. 
There's some tips. There's some strip club tips for the movie films of Bill and Steve. Strip club tips. Uh, we, that's going to be our spinoff podcast. Uh, with uh, but we'll have three hosts. That'll be uh, Bill, myself, and Scott Lewis. <laughs> you, you got all the tips. All the tips. Uh, all the tips on so... how not how to on how to not give them tips. But... Yeah, no, don't do that. Tip, tip your no, tip you, should. you should. Especially if they're hungry. <laughs> uh, jokes for us. <laughs> um, so moving on. Uh, not a lot of news to talk about. It's been a slow week. Obviously, we're just on the verge of. Captain America Avengers 2.5. Seriously, it should just be called Avengers Civil War. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's We've already talked about this. It's very clear that they just shifted gears. It's like, they had to make a Captain America movie. Well, shit. We need to make something to compete with Batman v Superman. Uh, Civil War! Yeah! I was, I was really looking forward to the Serpent Society movie, guys, but okay. <laughs> I was also really looking forward to Serpent Society. That'd been a rad movie. I get Lady Viper and all this other stuff. Cool. Cool. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, but from this, we talked last episode, laughingly uh, such. Uh, last episode, episode before, recently, about how we were laughing about when when's the Inhumans coming out? Well, official word came from Marvel Studios that the Inhum- Inhumans is canceled. Yep. Bye. So much for something original. Nope. Gotta have more sequels and Spider-Man films. When's Captain Marvel even coming out? Like before the fi- the second Avengers: Infinity War. Like it's the last solo movie before the like finale mm-hmm. that's really late it was supposed to come out sooner than that yeah everything but everything has to get pushed back because they got the uh, spider-man rights back so they have to make spider-man homecoming and they gotta do all that but all these other things yeah fuck it fuck it we need spider-man next thing you know they'll get the uh x-men rights back or something all right i think people are saying they got the fantastic four rights back but fox i don't think has to give them up yet yeah, I think Fox still has them because they just got to keep making movies to keep the rights. Yeah, they still have the rights. Fox is very so. hardcore on the go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, they just didn't make Daredevil because they didn't get around to it. Nope. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to keep everything they can as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And, you know, nothing new about it. Even at this point, the films, the Marvel films already feel bloated enough. I don't think they need the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. I would hate if they got the X-Men. I mean, I think the Fantastic Four could work, but with the universe as established as it is, how would they work? You know, like, they're supposed to be the first superhero family, unless they do, like, a century story with them. Where, Mm -hmm. like, they existed and they were the first, but they did some sort of thing to save the world that everyone forgot about them. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) How'd everyone forget about this? Oh. I forgot about them. Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Uh, so so yeah, it's some... it's fucking just hilarious, you know that? I mean, that's the... <sighs> My one friend, Laura! Uh, and I've mentioned her a couple times on the podcast regarding Marvel movies and stuff like that. She outright <laughs> said a long time ago, as soon as they got the Spider-Man rights back, she immediately said, Oh man, uh, I'm also not happy about this. I agree with Steve. I'm not happy about this because I think this is going to push back all the newer original things that they want to try to do, like Black Panther and Captain Marvel and the Inhumans. Uh, because why why make a, a weird movie about these creatures that live on the moon? Or why make the uh, Captain Marvel movie when you can make more Spider-Man? Yeah. and We, we talked about that. Yeah. And we knew exactly that's what was going to happen. And boom. Inhumans canceled. Yep. Now next, you know, it's not it's a matter of time before they cancel the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, oh no, we got Doctor Strange coming though, guys. Oh boy. Did you, did you yep. see that the writer of Doctor Strange uh, literally called out social justice warriors? 
Oh, really? I did not see that. Yeah, he it, like he was asked about uh, why he didn't cast a Chinese actor as the ancient one, and he literally lost his fucking shit. And he outright said, "If you think that I'm go- that we're gonna cast a Chinese actor as a Tibetan monk, you're out of your fucking mind." And he went off on a huge tirade about how that would be insanely offensive to uh, the people of China because of how uh, they uh, and of the people of Tibet because of how they Tibet looks at China and how t- China looks at Tibet. Yeah, and then uh, he went off on another entire rant tirade about how social justice worries would be pissed off no matter what we did. Uh you could ca- cast a Tibetan actor. Uh but the they, the scene doesn't take place in Tibet anymore. But the intro, but oh, they did, that's a producer thing. That's clearly like, whoa, he goes to Tibet. We can't do that. China's a big market. I no, I, I totally <laughs> get that part. But even then, just change the character. I you know what. That guy, that guy's being all social justice warrior yelly. All you have to, people aren't going to yell as much if you just cast someone from East Asia in this role of a character that is from East Asia with all this magic stuff that's centered around East Asia. Mm-hmm. You fuckers! <laughs> you fuckers! But no, you got any? Uh, I don't. That whole every casting on that entire fucking movie pissed me off from the beginning. It's like I like Tilda Swinton. I like uh, Atui Ejiofor. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's playing play Baron Mordo. I like them as actors and actresses. I don't. I, that's fine. I just don't like the roles. I don't like the parts they're cast for. Mm-hmm. I I think it's ridiculous. I think everyone wants to see about whitewashing all this stuff. It's like Asian roles get whitewashed all the fucking time. All the time. Now that and of course the Scarlett Johansson stuff, and I know all this has to do with marketability. I understand studios need to make their money, but it's a Marvel film. You could have. It doesn't matter. You have Benedict Cumberbatch. He is your star of the Doctor Strange film. He is your lead. He is very well rec- recognized and well known. It doesn't matter. You're you're a Marvel studio film. You could have just cast e- Asian actors in these Asian roles and been fine. Yeah. You would have made your made plenty of money. You didn't need to. Who, who, who gives a shit about marketability of Tilda Swinton? <laughs> It's just like these. You cast these actors in these roles from "quote unquote" marketability, but no one gives a shit, really. You could like when they came to Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell. You could have a, a, a cast a Japanese actress or whatever in that role, and just surrounded her with name stars. Make um, put just put fucking Brad Pitt in the film somewhere. Do it. They do it all the time yep. in Hollywood films. Well, so let's have a no name as the lead and just surround them with more marketable names. Yep. That's all I needed to do. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in charge of a studio. I'm not in charge of casting people these $100 million films. I'm just a guy in the Midwest. I understand that. But it's just like, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Where There's been clear examples of times in the past where they've done these things. And those were very successful and worked for the studios. But then for these, like, more now, nowadays, they won't do it. Mm-hmm. So you guys did this back in the 80s and 90s. Why, why not now? I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's like, it's a, I mean, I've been saying that for a while when you look at, you know, either ratings of films, why things used to be a lot better back then compared to now. You look at marketing, look at how much films cost, how many films get released. How, like, used to be, like, R-rated films used to be, used to be like, some of the, high, like, the highest grossing films. Now it's not, now it's always PG-13 films. Mm-hmm. Just, it's all so weird. It's weird how, like, weirdly puritanical kind of everything shifted back to you. Everyone talks about how, like, outrageous films are today sometimes like oh fuck you go see some fucking films from the 70s and 80s if you want outrageous you'll see some shit that'll make you fucking shit your pants mm. but i i digress i suppose <laughs> i don't think there's any other major news in the world of films not really um uh, we got a bunch of more you know live action disney fairy fairy tale films coming out of course because 
Jungle Book's making all the fucking money. Sweet, let's make Tron Tron 3. No, we can't have Tron 3 because we have to make uh, the Dumbo movie. We gotta make live-action Beauty and the Beast. We gotta make another Maleficent movie. We gotta make Toy Story 4. I keep forgetting Finding Dory's coming out. Yeah. That film, similar to Jungle Book, had, just had me asking the question, why? Yeah, I don't know. Especially Finding Dory. Especially when the trailer makes it look like so similar to the first film. It's just, we're, we're, Obviously, the film's going to make money, so that's clearly the reason there is to make Buku Bucks, but just as a reason to make a sequel to a film, I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. That's been the running theme of this show since the beginning, is confusion. Just confusion. <laughs> uh, we don't give Marvel films a chance, Steve. No, we don't give Marvel films a chance. Never mind that I really love four of them, and I have a lot of fun with four more of them, and I really only dislike four of them. Isn't it sad, like, most of the time we bitch about movies, it's mostly bitching about uh, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> we're, either, we're either talking about Disney films, which we liked, and then we, then we just, like, when it comes to news, everything's Marvel-ish or whatever. Oh, there was a trailer for the new Magnificent Seven. How was that? Uh, it looks like the Magnificent Seven. Great. It is the, uh, well, as far as my record, it's a remake of a remake of a remake. And I, I that tickles me endlessly. Quad make. Let's do this. Because there's Seven Samurai, then there's Magnificent Seven, now we have the new Magnificent Seven. That has, I think, I watched the trailer once, I think it's Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt and other people. It looks fine. I, I hope it's... I don't know, the trailer kind of, I don't know if it's cause, just because it's Chris Pratt, but the trailer gives me off these vibes of too, being too funny-ish feeling. I hope it's more serious. I want a nice serious western. I like serious westerns. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Bone Tomahawk. That film didn't get like a major theatrical release, but it was like big on like home video and streaming. I definitely recommend checking that out. Okay. Uh, that had um, um, Kurt Russell in it. Kicking ass. Fuck yeah, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kick that ass. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck, eight, fuck Hateful Eight, though. Fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, so speaking of fuck it... Uh, <laughs> uh, trauma! <laughs> welcome to this month's theme month. Uh, we're on the verge of a new Avengers movie. We just got done talking about the Swamp Thing. Steve's got some filming coming up, so we wanted to take do something a little easy for the th- theme for this month. We decided, hey, what better than Tromaville's own The Toxic Avenger? Fuck yeah, the first uh, superhero from New Jersey. I love the monster. Do you love the monster? I love the monster. We love the monster. So, uh, Toxic Avenger. Let's look here. 1984, one hour, 22 minutes, directed by Michael Hertz and Lloyd Kaufman as Samuel Weil. Tromaville has a monstrous new hero. The Toxic Avenger is born when meek mop boy Melvin falls into a vat of toxic waste. Now evildoers will have to will have a lot to lose. So, uh, that is Toxic Avenger. Okay, seems pretty fair. Seems pretty fair. <laughs> this is the, you know, Mrs. Known by Many People is like the film that really built Troma. This is their first, like, major, major hit that really funded everything they were able to do after that in the, in the booming market of VHS in the 1980s. This is Troma's Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> that's, that's fair. But I was trying to make an analogy about how it gets worse from here, but I mean, Nightmare is pretty good for, yeah. for, for first travel. Yeah, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare kind of ramps up, if you ask me, up until about four. Yeah, I agree. But, no, because um, we talked many times before in the, in the 80s, VHS with the boom. Uh, for a while, there were major, a lot of studios weren't doing anything with it, but Charles Band and, and uh, Lloyd Kaufman and people of those type were able to capitalize on it on it, make a lot of money from VHS before then the major studios kind of got in on all the 
the goods, all the money to be made. Yeah. But this was like Troma's first, uh, you know, big thing. So, uh, Steve, uh, obviously for you, me, many people in our age range are into horror and like all that type of weird expo- exploitation stuff. We all we all know about the Toxic Avengers yes. and have a huge, uh, you know, love for it. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, what did you think of the Toxic Avengers? I think the Toxic Avengers is a weird film. Uh, it's very over the top violent yet silly yet ridiculous um Mm -hmm. it's definitely surreal and just inane at times uh there's very little logic in the world but that's not a bad thing it it feels like a live action r-rated cartoon feels like an uh a live action like 70s alternative press comic book yeah like the r crumbs like all like uh maybe stories from heavy metal just like all that type of weird, like indie press comic books that were existing, like the counterculture type stuff that existed in the seventies and and up until today, even that type of stuff. That seems like that type of movie. Yes, where someone just either like watched Swamp Thing, read a Swamp Thing comic book, read some stuff like that, and it's like, ah, man, I can make that, and they just like made this like gross, like weird kind of. <laughs> Uh, commentary on like other like to have some weird commentary on pollution and like and like um, um excess and stuff in the eighties, all this weird stuff, and then it's like that's what they made, and that's what you get. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> the perfect. I it's so funny. I was like, I was telling Steve before we recorded. I was having this conversation today. It's like how to describe the Toxic Avenger, and I I it's so funny because it's like I don't innately want to say action don't want to necessarily say comedy or horror but it's like the gut instinct is like it's a trauma movie well what's a trauma movie it's toxic avenger what's the toxic avenger it's a trauma movie exactly (laughs) it's like you you know what you get trauma films are cheap they're crude they're rude they're funny they have usually try clearly spend a lot of money on just trying to have like really good gore effects. So this is best they can. Yes. Sometimes not, but, you know, but when I say talk about trauma, we're going to talk about early trauma because obviously trauma now is a shadow of its former self in so many ways, mm-hmm. just purely on cutting corners around the clock and not giving a shit, not losing your humanity in the process. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you get this like sense of, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't edge. I don't want to say edge. Edge sounds like such a trendy fucking word to say nowadays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's that thing, like, you, you would never see anything like this in the early 80s. Right. Even the 70s. You Like, this would never have been made in, like, a 42nd Street Theater movie. Mm-hmm. This was a movie definitely made for the VHS uh, culture at the time. Mm-hmm. The box art is like, what's this? What's this, like, weird dude holding a mop? In front of the American the toxic flag. Avenger. In front of the American flag. It's like, this is the, the box art. Everything is, like, purely centered towards selling tapes yes and unlike most films with the great box art trying to sell tapes this film actually delivers on I, it i think so i definitely it's just you know we can get into more specifics here but it's like overall the film just has tons of charm the humor it's it's that weird thing where sometimes there's really smart jokes but a lot of times it's just stupid mm-hmm. but it works like it has it's just like the charm of the film it's like they're doing stupid ridiculous things but i don't know in this world they're creating and the way it's shot and everything else, how it looks, it just, it fits. It fits, yeah. And it makes me laugh. I'm just like, it's, this is stupid. But it's, there's clearly a lot of love put into it. And it's clear that a lot of the decisions are clearly uh, um, um, intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like they know, they get the joke. 
uh, on what they're doing. It seems that way like, a lot. For example, um, like one of my favorite things about the film is how majority of the time the Toxic Avenger, Toxie, Melvin, whichever you want to go with here for his name, it's very clear his his, his voice is just being ADR'd. Yes. And it's hilarious. Because <laughs> most scenes it's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. Then it's like, hi there. Clearly, <laughs> hi, mother, don't be afraid. And it's, it's so clearly like, uh, like a voice from off the screen, not coming from the actual Actor at character. All. And it's it's just so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. Like everyone's, there's some people I feel like are like keyed into the right point of acting, but some people are just like so like overacting and like over the top and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like showing lots of teeth and opening their mouth very well. Like, wow. Yeah. And all that stuff is, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous is the best way to describe the film. And it's, it, it, I don't know, it works so well for me. So well. And I think this this film just hits on all the points. Um, I've been, I've been chatting. Uh, you want to go over some of your positives, Steve? I'm, I've been kind of uh, rambling here. Power talk. Uh, I mean, are we just like going with a few uh, specific things that stick out to us? or We can go sp- stick out. We can go over anything you want to do. This is a great discussion. We have the entire episode to talk about the Toxic Avenger. I don't know. I think I'm pretty much done. It's a good movie. Just okay, yeah. Tromaville's... Uh, Star Wars, yeah, okay. This is... <laughs> um, now, I mean, yeah, uh, Ludacris is a good way to put it. And most of the time, as you said, they really seem to... Uh, they understand the joke. They understand their own insanity. Um, how mm-hmm. little or how f- much they can do. Uh, one of my favorite things in early in the film is when they have the sheep that Melvin makes out with. <laughs> be- uh, yeah. Because they like put it in a bra and a wig and lipstick? For no reason, because it was pitch black. Yeah. Uh, but when it turns on, and it's just uh, the sheep with the lipstick, if it was just a sheep, fuck you. A sheep with a wig, whatever. The sheep in the bra with the great-looking tits, pretty impressive. <laughs> but you add on the lipstick, it's just like, why? Why is this here? I love that it's here. Why? <laughs> it's all these little extra details. Exactly. Yeah, because like the the the, 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 the uh, sheep has like a colored wig on. It'd all done up. It's why why'd you guys go to the hotel to do that to, to prank Melvin? Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> or what makes me laugh is uh like the uh like the tutu like get up pink get up he wears has like purple polka dots on it for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. It's like there's has to be this like this little extra touch on everything. Yeah. Like uh uh for um Bozo and Slug for the car they're driving around hitting kids. There's like a weird, like a shitty flame decal on the side, but they also put like stamps on the side of their car for all the things they've killed and hit. Like it's a fucking fighter plane from World War II. Yeah. <laughs> no one can catch like, them though. No one can catch this hit and run team. No, because it's all done at night, and obviously the city city uh, government is very corrupt. Very corrupt in Tromaville. Uh, but no, it's so funny because it's like. The de- that detail is not necessarily super um, focused on. It's only seen in like like cutaway shot, like l- quick shots and stuff. So you're not even seeing it that much. But it's clear they thought about it enough to make sure to include it on the car. Yeah, Troma Troma like, used to have things. a really good attention to detail. I like I like how much they they reuse extras between like gym scenes and montages and background stuff. Um, and because yeah, they're there for one day shooting everything. So, <laughs> but like uh, when they. Uh... Not for every character. Uh, a few seems like they were spaced out a little bit. Like, uh, you know, the cop that gets saved, the kid that gets saved in the restaurant, the two <clears> gay <throat> barbers that are also working out of the gym in just thongs. Yeah. Like, it, it, they actually make Tromaville feel like a town. 
with these people. Yeah. A lot of people always showing back up. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that's what I mean. Well, it is, the town only has like 15,000 people, so it's relatively a small town. So it's, it's, it makes sense that you'd you'd establish these characters like they establish them. They establish the cop, the kids, the kid that works at the uh, the, the talk. The Mexican place says katanas on the I wall. I fucking love the uh, Taco Palace. <laughs> um, it's like clearly like they establish those people to be like, here are resident Tromaville citizens. So when every time we need to get the you know pulse of society and what people are thinking, we just cut to them. Like we've seen these characters before when they opened up the uh, on the Tromaville Health Club. It's like here are these guys. Here's, you recognize them. The cop that tox- the Toxic Avenger saves. Like we go back to him, what he thinks. Like we get, we have these like, quick people that we can go back to and find out like where we're at in the film, what people are thinking of the monster, and all these other little. Yeah, it worked really well. Totally, totally. Like I, you know, it's so funny. You can go to all these little details, but what you're talking about is essentially a like a, a super skinny twerp named Melvin who got flung out of a window into a truck that had just loose barrels of toxic waste sitting <laughs> on the back of it. They just stopped directly t- in front of the gym. <laughs> That which which the two drivers are there just smoking coke, uh, smoking, smoking coke, coke, injecting marijuanas. <laughs> <laughs> My son died from an overdose of injecting marijuanas. <laughs> uh, just stop doing coke. It's like he, he like dunks in his uh, toxic waste. He sets a cop's hands <laughs> on fire. He's faking. He's just faking. He's faking, man. He can't take a joke. Can't take a joke. That was, that was one of my favorite jokes in the film. Just can't take a joke. Oh, Jesus Christ! Can't take a joke. Just And Melvin is, like, running off, bursting into flames. Uh, all this stuff. Like, this film is, like, I'm like, everything is happening. He, like, turned, transforms into, like, a gigantic muscle-bound monster, as you do in any superhero yes. film. And everything is just ridiculous. But there's all these, like, good filmmaking techniques still used in yeah. it. I mean, like, my biggest takeaway from the film, almost two hours long, and it it flies by. Mm-hmm. It is such a fast-moving movie. It, it does move And fast. I think what, I think it benefits from that is because the film is almost cut and shot in, like, uh, sketches. Yes, a few, th- uh, definitely a few uh, s- segments feel like just sketches. Yeah, totally. So you have, like, the uh, cigar face, lips, and, uh, like, a third a gang member like attacking a cop and then Toxie shows up and just obliterates the fuck out of them. And so that's like a big segment. Then there's the talk, the, the Mexican palace, the taco palace. Yes. A scene where three guys show up and, you know, robbing the place. That's a whole I setup. love those three guys, by the way. Oh, totally. Like those like, seem one... like they could legitimately be villains in any superhero film. Oh, I totally I can agree. see like, Batman the... beating the shit out of those guys. I can see dread killing those guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh the uh like there's the the black guy is cool uh there's one guy that has like half his face painted in red yeah, he look great oh he's great he almost could be like the fucking joke yeah. in this fucking movie he's like has a great laugh great look to him as like his like like these guys are clearly been picked up from another movie where they're gonna kill charles bronson's family yeah. <laughs> and then charles bronson's gonna like get revenge on them they're picked up from that film and is dropped into tromaville just dropped into tromaville also, that that cl- half clown guy has the same tattoo as Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just noticed, That's boss awesome. with a knife through it, like exact Maybe same design. <laughs> Maybe that was a nod. Maybe it was a nod. Nod, nod to Frankenfurter, yep. that hot dog. Uh, and like the, um, I guess it's a good uh, quality of this film is it has a great hyper violence. Yes. Like uh, when they're robbing the taco place, uh, they sh- the one guy like stands up because he's the guy half the half red face guy is taunting some girls. He's like, "I'll oh, stop it," and he's like, 
He shoots him, blows his like guts out all over the place. He falls. He flies backwards through a yes. wall. All this stuff. Or um, when uh, Bozo, Slug, and the two uh, chicks, uh, which one? Uh, Julie and Wanda? I think those are the other two. I forget two her name. Women <laughs> with them. Like how uh, they get off on doing hit and runs. Yeah. So the setup for it's already hilarious because like the little kid's driving off his bike. His mom's like, bye, don't be out too late. <laughs> oh, like, you. Like it's so, so 1950s Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, so he's running down the road and they just fucking plow him then back up and run over his head oh great head great head crushing we're scene. referencing that in carousel oh good, yeah. That's good. i'm not gonna say well, I mean, when or who a... but keep an eye out hey man check out that movie it's gonna have a good head crushing pre-order scene. the film on vhs 100 dollars. comes in a pizza box I, I man that's a great way to make money <laughs> you'll sell out i gotta take it to wasteland for sure to, to, to for sure sell out though oh yeah wasteland is they'll eat that up uh and, and there's another great head-crushing scene where uh, some guy working at the health club is selling drugs and stuff. So ta- he's on a, um, a leg press. Not the right right bench yes. I'm describing. And uh, Toxie pulls his head through and just drops the weight on his head. That's a great head Great crush. head crush. And uh, I don't think you see the full version of that on the Prime version that you watch because the full cut, the full edit of that scene is only on the director's cut. Okay, what's the full scene then? Because I might. And, it, it probably just focuses more on the gore than the regular cut. I haven't seen the regular yeah, cut the, in the, years. Yeah, the cut, the cut I watched. It's like he crushes it. Then there's a shot of like the the stump of his head, like blowing blood in the hands, like all over his. Face. Oh well, maybe the prime version is the director's cut. I'm starting to think it was because I started thinking about some stuff. And I'm like, oh no, I think I think it was longer mm-hmm. than I thought. Uh, the special effects are done by uh, Jennifer Aspinall, and I thought they were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the the head crushing, the arms like arms getting ripped off, uh, deep fried hands. My fa- probably I think my favorite kill might be the uh, milkshake. Yes, where he takes half red face, like he's drowning him in milk, shoving ice cream in his mouth, whipped cream, chocolate. Like then he puts and he shoves his mouth into the the shake, make the you know the blender. Mm-hmm. And hell, that that entire scene, I, I love. That's a huge. It just project. keeps going and up. going. Uh, the the cop shows like this guy looks like he got turned into a shake. And everyone, yeah, that's tacos. my favorite part of that scene. Is just every cop has a taco. <laughs> They're all eating tacos, like talking no nonchalantly about <laughs> about all these dead guy like dead robbers in here and stuff. I also liked the uh, very quickly breathing dead dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> that poor dog. Uh, he killed my dog. I can't do anything without my dog. I want to say, uh, in a uh, film of ridiculous, insane acting, uh, this chick actually played a somewhat realistic, well-done blind girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Much better than uh, the actress who plays Claire in the later films. Uh, I mean, Sarah. Or oh, sorry, Sarah. Is, did, Sarah uh, in one and four. Claire in two and three. I don't know why. Oh shit! I didn't yep. realize that. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. I mean, obviously, we're working towards watching those films. But no, this is this is also my this is yeah this is my favorite. Yeah. I think yeah. I, she does. Uh, she's not it, ridiculous. She's uh, believable, but there's still a lot of like slapstick comedy because she's blind. Yeah, she keeps hitting uh, the Toxic Avenger in the nuts. Yep. My favorite of that is when she's trying to open the cork to like the champagne bottle and just shoots the cap right into his yes. dick. <laughs> it's like this didn't need to have a dick shot, but here it there is. You go. It makes sense with her like swinging her cane around and stuff, but nope, just accidentally shooting a guy in the dick with the cork of a champagne yep. bottle. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, one of my favorite parts of the film is the framing for most for the first like forty eight minutes of the film, mm-hmm. where they're intentionally hiding the Toxic Avengers face yeah, for almost the entire movie. Yeah, it's just like cons- even 
He even goes so much to, like, uh, Sarah and him are on a date walking across the screen, and he's, like, shimmying with his back towards the camera across the screen. Or when they're going into her house, she's walking in, but he's, like, backing into her house. It's so intentionally (laughs) shot, and, like, it's clearly, like, they're they're in on it, and they're making the joke of it, and it's it's so funny. And even it's almost like it almost feels like they're building it up to like end of the film, like we see his face. But no, you see his face like forty eight minutes in when he goes to kill somebody. Yeah, it's it's, it's the reveal when you think uh, he's uh, covering his face. Slug. Yeah, he thinks slug. When he thinks uh, they set up earlier that slug will pretend to be the elephant man mm-hmm. and to have sex with uh, Wanda. I think it's Wanda. And uh, when Toxie shows up, he just sticks her ass on hot coals. <laughs> that's all she does. That's all he does for the whole time. Yeah. You hot ass. <laughs> The film, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't want to go into negatives just yet. Any positive, any other positives so far you want to talk about? Because, I, I mean, we can hit on tons of so many great Yeah, I mean, the there film. are a lot of good parts of the film. Uh, I love when they kill uh, the kid. Uh, Slug is there to say, like, oh, man, I gotta go home. I gotta go to church. Gotta go to church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's such a good one. And then there's a great um, car chase scene where they, they do, do some good job of crashing some cars. Yeah, there's some, some legit you know. good cart car chasing in this movie especially for a five hundred thousand dollar budget well oh yeah totally five hundred five hundred thousand dollars in 1984 is still you know not a lot of money i don't know i just like the way the town's portrayed a lot like like you said it feels like a real town like characters keep on popping up i love the whole we love the monster t-shirt business yeah that's really good i like how they try to introduce this angle really quickly where uh toxie thinks he's just going on a rampage murdering people but then they're like no the woman he killed is like evil (laughs) piece of shit like a rap sheet a mile long, like white like slave trade, top, like white slave, white slave <laughs> trade people, all this stuff. And it's like when you first meet her, it's like this tiny little like old lady yeah. that Toxie is like throws in a washer, throws in a dryer, steam presses yeah, her. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, I like that his uh, getaway is literally just slightly out of town in a tent. Yeah, <laughs> that like everybody surrounds the like they, they get the. Uh, the the um uh, national guard they like, get a fucking tank how much did that tank cost lloyd good job i mean hey you know i'm sure they used it for another movie oh somewhere. god yeah they did they used that for like eight movies i'm sure Th- that shot <laughs> that shot good, they didn't uh, reuse this they didn't bring the tank back <laughs> no they just have that one shot like uh there's a famous shot i think in the second toxic avenger film isn't it where the the car getting exploding and flipping. Uh, that's used in Toxie Four, but that's originally from I think uh, I forget which trauma movie, but it was in another trauma movie, and they've reused that okay. shot at least eight times. Oh yeah, <laughs> like almost every film has that shot of a car. That, like even a film made today will have that shot of like these old eighties cars like <laughs> crashing and blowing up because that that shot was so expensive. He has reused it in everything he possibly could. It's it's like how trauma to this day can't get another good like fire stunt after Toxic. Avenger 1. Oh, that's such a good it's one. It's such a good one. <laughs> uh, Night on Bald Mountain playing all the time with the, with the Toxic yeah, Avenger. That, that's, a, that's another good scene. That's There's some good stunts in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to... They utilized their budget. They used every penny they possibly could have maximized. Absolutely. And I... Because it's very clear they're shooting a lot of the same... They're getting... They're, they center all of it mostly around the, like, the health clubs so they can shoot as much as they can that gym with the pool and everything yeah, we gotta be here three there. days let's do this yeah exactly uh shifting over to some negatives my my major negative is the film is feels very um like cut weirdly cut yes it's very weirdly edited 
like, for example, I mentioned the Elephant Man scene, like, when Slug shows up and does all this stuff. And it's, like, a couple little bit later, it's, like, almost like the same scene. It almost feels like it should have, like, Toxie showing up and scaring her and killing her should have directly preceded that. Instead, it's, like, another 30 minutes later that go we go back to yeah. that. And in addition to that, there's always a lot of, like, weird tone cuts, like, hard cuts uh, between scenes that I feel like shouldn't have been next to each other. Do you have any do you have an example? Off of the that? top of my head, no, but I feel like it happened several times. No, I get that feeling. I'm just trying to think if there's anything specific like that. Uh, you know, it might kind of um, when um, when Toxie first like shows up to kill the people trying to kill the cop, kill Cigar Face and all them. It almost like he crushes their heads, does some stuff, and it's like cut quick, like quick snap cuts over to something yeah. else. Or um, oh, what else? Uh, like the there's a, oh, the the montage scene they re they reuse a couple of the same shots they reuse things a few times in the film yeah for sure um, that's trauma staple yes like, no yeah like some of this can be can be uh, forgiven for how low the budget was but it's almost like some of the cuts are weird like they just didn't like uh, when they do it they go back to an establishing shot of the truck with all the chemical vats outside they clearly cut it a little too soon where you actually do see the couple frames where the truck is like stopping yeah. like they they didn't clearly like snip it so you just have the established shot outside mm-hmm. it's like you can clearly see they just miscut it where they should have cut it a little sooner and it's kind of the funny. um <laughs> the melvin transformation scene is a bit weird for me i think it goes on a bit too long and they like do weird effects and i don't mean like no. the effects on the arm and stuff that stuff looks great it's just like now we're going to cut to negative Oh yeah, then but yeah, it's like negative as he's like. It, I I think the intent for that was the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I guess, maybe because in the Bill Bixby series, didn't they uh, um, like do like a negative thing when he transforms? I think so. I pretty I didn't watch. I watched it, so I'm pretty sure that's a, a direct reference to mm-hmm. that. Just just like I still really feel like this film itself is a reference to Swamp yeah. Thing. Guy gets doused in chemicals, bursts into flames, turns into a crusader against Pollution. toxic stuff. <laughs> Um, a big negative for me is I feel like the ending is extremely rushed. Yeah, like they're all show up to kill him, and then all he does is punch punch out the uh, the mayor's guts, which everyone's okay with. There's no hint that the town knows that anything about this corruption either. And then that's it. No, yeah, the one the one negative is that they seem to kind of establish that he he can recognize evil and intent like immediately know to punish yeah. it. But they don't. I don't feel like they really touch on it that much. I feel like that's something that gets way more developed as the films go on. Yeah. When, so it's like he knows he has to kill the mayor because the mayor is evil, but no one else knows it. Yeah, no one else understands that. Yeah, I do love the Nazi chief of police. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> like when he first like everyone raised their hands. What is that time? And he does the Sig Kyle yeah. and everything. <laughs> Keeps calling the mayor Fuhrer. Just a dumb little. I'm a Nazi joke. Yeah, big gigantic goofily money money sized like brown paper bags full of money <laughs> the, the mayor is just like this fat guy who's hilarious i, I thought he was very good as he the was mayor. just getting massages by women all next the time. to a sandwich <laughs> as long as he is I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're eating getting massages oh so ridiculous man spoiler alert for the rest of the films we're going to talk about this for me is the best trauma film yeah completely agreed this is the best trauma film period it, it has the most charm i feel it has the most love and care put into it even even though it's very cheap and i just feel like there's so many things that i, I feel like trauma gets stuck up its own ass mm-hmm. like from here like not not for a couple years after this but especially now especially like the last 
like 15, 20 years. I feel like trauma has been up, such up its own ass about how it makes its movies, and it just doesn't care about like, any sort of quality. It is, it's like just trying to be tasteless for yeah, the sake of being tasteless. Yeah, like, uh, there's definitely some tasteless jokes in The Toxic Avenger, but they aren't, they aren't the entire movie. A lot of the film is just more slapstick, a little bit more silly, and uh, as as we've said a few times, like they kind of like understand that their movie is a joke. They understand it's ridiculous to have these like beautiful blonde women going like, "Oh man, I can't." Like, they take in Polaroids of like dead kids, like, "Oh, the reds get me so hot." And masturbating to it. Yeah, going to the steam room, looking at pictures of crushed children's heads, and, and yeah, masturbating to it and everything. It's just like. They know what they're making here, but now yeah, modern like, Trump has like, been, and like you said, the past twenty years, it's just tasteless to be tasteless. Like, let's have a bunch of shit jokes. Let's have this penis out, fat guy penis. Isn't it funny how he's just waving it over Lloyd's head? Mm-hmm. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, everybody. Buy my movies. Buy my movies, please. I remember when they the trailer for the uh, newer Newcom High came out, and like Return. To, I think it was just Return. Yeah, Return. I think it? so. Uh, Return to Newcom High, yeah. and like so much of the trailer was actually winning me over because it seemed like classic trauma again, and then it just cuts to a fat guy waving his dick, and I'm just immediately checked out. Just like, nope, never mind. We, I did the same <laughs> thing. We both were ta- talked to each other, and we're like, to watching it, then immediately went, nope, <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm done. done. I thought I thought you guys were getting me back, but nope, nope. Uh, but this one, this one, this one holds up. Uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, my wife said that this was the worst movie she's ever se- watched with me. That says something. That says something. Uh, but I'm a little confused because I, I this is it's just silly. It's uh, ridiculous, ludicrous fun. But in noses it, it is. But as I said to Bill, I think uh, my wife just she's okay with that. But she has a line, and maybe this film just crossed the line for her where it was too stupid. But not for me because it made <laughs> me laugh a bunch. Oh, I laughed. Fucking yeah! Uh, give me this jar full of popcorn kernels, and then when I hand it back, it's full of pop popcorn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my! I'm gonna God. eat this popcorn. I have uh, cancer now. Uh, he's got to go uh, fix up his little my, shack in the toxic waste. Uh, my favorite part about that montage, and I don't think it's—I don't think this is supposed to be a joke, but I couldn't stop laughing because it's that scene when he holds the jar, and his hands are so toxic and hot that he makes popcorn. The very mm-hmm. next shot, he's carrying a baby. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. No. Oh, Jesus, baby. Yeah, that, I, I laugh the same <laughs> thing about that. Though they keep, they sometimes have his, his touch being so radioactive and, like, you know, intense that he's like, oh, he's <laughs> it's, I saved this I baby. Saved this baby, everything's fine. I'm going to hold your foot down and punch your face like up, like it's like a, like punching, a punching bag. bag yeah. I'm going to throw you into a trash can and smash your <laughs> Like it's a punching bag. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm, I'm going back to. I cannot get over how hilarious to me that this like Mexican taco place has katanas <laughs> on the wall. I lost my shit as soon as I saw it because I forgot about it because it's been years since I've watched this movie. Yeah, it's clearly just there for one of the gang, the guys robbing them to grab it and attack yeah. the, the toxic. Yeah, that's the room. only reason why it's there. <laughs> oh, then he threw a black man in the pizza oven and deep fried some guy's hands, mm-hmm. and that's what kills him. <laughs> I mean, he stays there a while. Um, maybe, I don't know. He's overdone. He's overdone. Oh! oh. Hey, me a taco. I need to do this crime scene. Cops eating tacos. Uh, I really like the acting of the uh, fat cook in that scene, even though that's the only scene he has in the entire, in the entire movie. Oh, the one that keeps like... He was a hero! 
trying to establish how gross he yeah. is. He's like shoving his hand down his pants and making like a pop sound effect when he pulls his like bottle of uh, drink yeah. out. It's so funny. I can't recommend Toxic Avenger enough. I think this is a great film. I think so too. So I think we should just dive right into star ratings. Steve, what would you give the Toxic Avenger? Um, although I, I agree that it's a highly recommended film. I think it's a lot of fun. It does a lot of right. It's charming and it is Troma's best. Uh, it does, there are a few things that hold it back, like I said, you know, some of the editing, uh, the ending, um, I do think that a few of the action scenes go on for way too fucking long for the budget that they had. So it's not a perfect film, that being said, I give it a four. I also give it a four, for those exact same yeah. reasons. Yeah, I, I forgot to say, that's so. one of my other negatives, is that there's a few action scenes that are just, like, going on and on and on, and nothing's happening. Just, like, swinging, <laughs> swinging, toss, swinging, toss, swinging, toss, like, the action scene in the taco place is the best scene scene action-wise in the film yeah but when he first shows up it's just a little too long now he's just constantly beating people then, then he then he smashes their brains yeah. together and then he stuff but i do like when cigar face shows back up all the criminals surround him they go to shoot him and he just jumps up and they all great shoot each other. joke great and joke. then he gives Classic them the middle joke. finger <laughs> just yes that's right <laughs> fuck you guys i wish more superheroes did that no shit. Just, uh, uh, uh after, ba- in Batman v Superman, after Batman rock bottoms everyone and everyone's down, just gives them all the middle finger. Fuck you. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, from here on, you can expect the next couple weeks, you know, to be, you know, the next, uh, Toxic Avenger films, and we'll see where things go from here. Will they be better or worse than Ernest Goes to Africa? You'll have to stick around to find oh, out. Oh, wow. I think we're gonna get there. I will, no, undoubtedly, <laughs> undoubtedly. So, uh, as always, guys, you can get a hold of us at moviefilmsofbillandsteve.gmail.com. Uh, all of our episodes are listed on our Tumblr at moviefilmsofbillandsteve.tumblr.com. And you can find us on iTunes and on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a subscription, and a five-star review. And uh, just look at moviefilmsofbillandsteve. The link to that is also on the Tumblr, so it's easy to get it from there. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at lovablebill. And, of course, you can check out my movie, SilverSpotlightFilms.com, Facebook.com slash SilverSpotlightFilms. And you can check out all my Spider-Man stuff at Facebook.com slash TheAmazingSpiderSteve. Yes! yes. I uh, just did a uh, big photo shoot. Well, not a big photo shoot, but I did a bit of a uh, newer photo shoot in my suit to get some new sweet pics up. And uh, so you should inspect those within the next uh, week or so because they look honestly really good. They look really good. That sounds fantastic. So you're going to be like the male version of cosplay deviants? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I It would be easier if I had tits. A little bit. But then you wouldn't be like the male version. That's true. So you got to corner that market. Just like make sure you get like more tight stuff or maybe just like stick a stick more, stick like a watermelon in your, in your crotch. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I did I did get one like, oh picture God, of me uh, pointing my ass at the camera looking behind me essentially. Well, so, there you go. I mean, you're set. Start up at twenty nine ninety nine a month as a subscription, <laughs> subscription plan. You're raking in that money. You're making all the movies. Fuck yeah. That's how I make my movies. I just whore my body out in spandex. Absolutely. Well, as always, guys, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. We mostly talk muzzle velocities. Guns.